0: have a car question ask the experts at 855-340-ZONE you're listening to Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network welcome back hour two here on Utah Car Sense is Jeff Miller I'm Austin Horton Eric Jensen producing for us today Big college football day, although albeit not for the Utes, uh, because we can't get our act together here in the state. So let's get it together, shall we? So we're going to have some Utah football. Uh, BYU with a big win last night over Boise State. That made Jeff Miller happy, right? No. Oh. oh. Not so much. Oh, uh, USC currently winning against ASU. That'll make you happy.
1: Actually, Arizona State just scored a touchdown. And
0: as I say that, Arizona State breaks off of a touchdown rush. Breaking
1: news, it's actually 10-7 Arizona State. <laughs> uh,
0: Jaden Daniels is a special, special talent there for the Sun Devils, the youth. He, he
1: literally crossed the end zone line right as you said that.
0: Well, that, I think this is the running back that, that scored that. Uh, yeah, what's his name? Tra- Trainum? I can't yeah. remember. Oh, it's right there on his back, but I can't remember. That's read just it. bad, bad defense. Terrible tackling. Good blocking by the wideout uh, around it's like the left Utah end. Utah State tackling. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, not sure Utah State does tackle actually. Uh, they had
1: some bad, bad tackles in that
0: game. They are just a bad, bad team. Breaking news: Gary like, Anderson it, was fired this morning. He was not.
2: He was. Did you not see this? Stop it. He was. Yeah, he was. Like, Gary Anderson was Wo- fired this morning. Yeah, Dan Wilkin had the report on Twitter. I oh. hope I just said the right thing. But, oh boy, I you mean, better be right. I, 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 I believe I am right.
0: Dan Wilkins, wow, really 35 true? minutes ago. Yeah,
1: it's on USA Today. Utah State parting ways with coach Gary Anderson three days into the season.
0: Boom. Oh, wow, yeah. Broken news. Nice Did job, it. Eric.
1: Look yeah. at that, Eric. Breaking news on twelve zone.
0: Young Jerno. I, uh, that's, that's I'm so wow. damn proud of you. Why didn't I get an email about that, Utah State? Anyway, uh, yeah, after an 0 3 start, Utah State parting ways with Gary Anderson. I don't. I, I heard from when the hire was made, there was very big division among who was going to pay for his contract and who was making the hire about whether or not they wanted Gary Anderson as head, head coach again at Utah State. And I wonder how much an 0 3 start played into that decision and how much it was someone else wanted to make a different uh, go of it anyway. But we'll have to wait and see what comes out in the in the details there. Well, yeah.
2: when you call your own team pathetic and he said, everything has been pathetic but recruiting has been pathetic. You kind of see it coming. I think
1: <laughs> kind of made your own ticket there. So you're kind of saying, uh,
0: wow, this is, that's bad. That's uh, bad news. I think for Utah state, uh, but because I think Gary Anderson is a good football coach. I think he's a great football mind. This is just Austin Horton speaking. No sources have told me anything that this is just an assumption as we're talking about assumptions today. I honestly have wondered for about a year and a half or two if Gary Anderson was really in love with coaching football anymore. So we'll wonder if that played into it too. But that's just my assumptions. Interesting. So there you go, breaking news. 0-3 Utah State parting ways with Gary Anderson. Who, of course, returned to be head coach for a second stint after Matt Wells left for Texas Tech.
2: Am I glad I got that right?
0: Right here on the home of the Aggies. You'd think I would have uh, had that, uh, but I didn't. Eric, doing a good job. Good good work back there. 855-340-ZONE, if you want to be part of the show. Jeff has put up a really good prize. Everyone that calls in and shares a comment, a question, a story with us, 855-340-ZONE will be entered into a drawing for a... Oil change, including pickup drop-off, right, Jeff?
1: Including pickup drop-off. Inside 20 miles. I'm not going to St. George.
0: Yeah, right. It got to be 20 miles within uh, the store. Uh, But maybe they could drive it to 20 miles within, and then you'll meet them there.
1: Yeah, there you go. We'll do that. (laughs) But at if you're driving all the way from St. George, you probably can go the extra 20 miles and get to
0: us. (laughs) I know someone uh, who just had their car serviced at a, a local mechanic who they trust and like. But they got home and realized, oh, I didn't sanitize my car before I touched everything again. And they got really worried about that. And I said, well, next time take it to Mark Miller Subaru. You know that that'll always be something you don't have to worry about there. Yes. You guys are always uh, sanitizing everything. I love it. Wait, so, should I go
1: on the T's? On the BRZ yeah, T's? I was just
0: going to say car and driver has this everything we know about the 2022 Subaru BRZ so far. Jeff, you're yeah, the insider. we released
1: this article this, last week, the 2022 BRZ, what we know so far. And so this is the car that we're expecting. We have been for a long time to a full remake of it to come out in fall of 2021. Um, so it's still going to be a joint project with Toyota. So Toyota will have their version of the vehicle as well, the Toyota uh, 86, is what they call, so they redesign it together. So a brand-new platform on it, new styling inside and out. And here's the exciting part about it, which we've been asking for for a long, long time, is a new engine. Woo-hoo. The prevailing rumor is the new BRZ will use a turbocharged 2.4-liter flat-four that will make upwards of
0: 250 horsepower. Oh, yes. That's what the that BRZ always needed. That going to be a
1: rocket ship. Still, still rear-wheel drive.
0: And it's always been a beautiful car. But it just oh, didn't car have is that. That so much fun. So finally, it gets an engine that matches the look. Is what is how I would put it. That's exciting yeah, right. news.
1: And then it's going to get all modern, all modern interior, new new infotainment systems, everything.
0: Uh, and pri- Do we have pricing uh, to the, start with? The estimates
1: on the pricing are kind of where it was before. So, thirty to thirty-five grand, probably is my guess.
0: So you get that sports car feel without with the... the turbo.
1: You're gonna, you're probably going to add a couple, two or three grand because of the turbo.
0: Sure. But, but, but...
1: my guess is the premium is going to be in the 31, limited, 33, 34. The question is whether they'll do the same kind of split that they did when it was the original BRC and 86 with Toyota, where the Toyota version was kind of the entry level model. Oh, okay. And then the Subaru was the premium and the limited. It'll be interesting to see if they combine those a little bit.
0: I, 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 it, is this a term that is used widely the Toyobaru?
1: No, I've not heard it very much, but
0: That's that, can we not come up with a better name? The when, where that came from
1: was when when Subaru and Saab made Outback made cars together. Yeah. There's the 92X Turbo and the WRX Turbo and they made them in the same factory, they looked the exact same, they called it the Saabaru.
0: The Saabaru. See, that works better than Toyobaru. Yeah, the toyobaru that's just bad. Uh, Subarota? No, that doesn't work either. Subaru, Subaruota? I don't know. Yeah, to- let's just stop. Okay, fine. <laughs> we're, not, we're not getting a
1: benefer. We're not getting any of these great <laughs> cute things. It's not going
0: to happen. Well, like uh, Brangelina. We need a name for the Toyota and No Subarus. Brangelina. No Kimye. Kimye? Oh, I didn't even. Kanye, uh, president, president. Uh, candidate. Presidential candidate Kanye West. Yes. He's Uh, requesting a
1: recount. He he didn't win.
0: (laughs) He's going to. All right. Okay. Do you know how many votes he
1: got in Utah?
0: I'm sure a lot. 3,000, right? Yeah. That's insane. (laughs) Well, he was one of one candidate. No, uh, it's actually more than that. The the updated Utah vote count, he had
1: 5,595 people that filled out his name.
0: Well, between uh, Donald Trump, Joe Biden, and Kanye West, only one came to Utah in the last year and a half for uh, a a campaign stop, and that was Kanye West. That's absolutely
1: not true, (laughs) because I went to a Joe Biden campaign event
0: in Utah. Remember when Kanye had that surprise Bible revival at the Gateway on a Saturday? I do do remember that, and
1: it was like thousands of people there, too. It was
0: crazy. Uh, I did enjoy— He
1: finished fourth in Utah. Then it's just behind Joe Jorgensen.
0: I did enjoy reading his uh, his premises on uh, why he was running and how his answer to every question was a Bible verse. That was interesting. He didn't give an answer. He just gave a Bible verse for each answer. Anywho, the BRZ 2022 uh, is starting around $31,000, $35,000. Yeah, I guess we'll get
1: more details on it. The crazy one is like normally you get a huge debut at a New York auto show or an LA auto show, but... I had to tell you, auto shows this year, and I've been on one of the committees for the Utah Auto Show. I'm almost going to guarantee you it won't happen in January. And I think you'll be lucky to see it in March or even at all next year.
0: Wow. Hopefully, Hopefully we get it done. Hey, we got some phone calls. 855 340 Zone. Alan is on Utah Car since this morning. Hi, Alan.
3: Hello. Good morning. Morning. It's a
0: great day in
3: America. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in the garage. Yeah. I'm in the men's den. I'm no. dusting my cross track. Ah. Nice. And uh, um, the thing that's in the rearview mirror used to be a large diesel truck with a Trump flag hanging out the back. <clears throat> <laughs> I'm happy to say I won't be seeing that again.
0: Alan with the heat. <laughs> Alan, with the I, political. Alan, one thing,
1: Alan, One thing I am going to get into your conversation on this though is, I I can just tell how awesome of a car owner you are because you're literally dusting your car off right
0: now. I was going to say, do you have the microfiber the last, rag or what are you using? I am so the, proud the of my California California
3: duster. The last time I called, I was waxing my wife's Outback.
0: Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah.
3: But a, anyway, a for a we're getting ready. We're getting ready to buy our last car.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and
3: I, I think we're going to trade the Outback and get an um a Touring XT Outback. Wow. Oh,
1: you'll love that car. Yeah. That is such Yeah, a we need car we drive. need more
3: power. We we're power hungry now. Is Touring yeah, super, is, is, is
1: Touring, touring the top turbo there. The back into the Outback is one of the best things they've done in the past couple of years.
3: Jeff is The t- Outback would yeah. be a good car for planes, trains and automobiles.
1: Oh, right. is-
0: I think it would be like a nice premium yeah. Outback. Yeah. Oh, see.
3: yeah! I can see him an Outback in that show.
0: See, I think more like an old, uh, broken-down brat, for a yeah, that'd be, yeah brat, that yeah brat.
3: I love those too. Those are cool. <laughs> Jeff
0: loves the brat too, <laughs> don't you? Well, I, think Jeff? That, I nah, love those. You gotta
1: those. go better. If you're gonna go super, you gotta go like the original Forester.
0: Oh, yeah. Like okay. Yeah. Forester. The boxy thing. Yeah. Yeah, like uh-huh.
1: boxy two thousand Forester. That's your winner.
0: That, that's not a bad idea. It looked like a well, shrunken Land Rover. yeah.
3: Well, we're enjoying your show today. Very good
0: show. Thank you, Alan. Thanks for calling in. Uh got... Alan. day, okay? Uh, Alan, we're healing here as a country. Come on, buddy. <laughs> we're trying to, but I okay, I kind of agree with him. 855-340-ZONE. Back out to the phone lines now. Mark is on the show. Good morning, Mark. Thanks for calling in.
4: Hey, good morning, guys. I've got the uh, car that scares me, and that's the white SUV parked in the school zone. Uh-huh. I have to pick my kid up several days a week, and when I do,
0: I just get terrified. I stop the car,
4: I park, I wait until those are all gone before I leave the parking lot. Why
0: well, are you like wanted, Mark? What are you so afraid of, buddy? You're not on a wanted poster somewhere, are you? Oh
4: no, 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 no! Uh, these are all personal vehicles; they're not police vehicles. I'm scared of the white SUVs <laughs> because it was one of the other. Recognize. Yeah. They don't recognize stop signs or sidewalks or other common traffic devices that are used.
0: But they know where the SWIG is located in your local town. That's for sure. That is correct.
4: Yes. They, they believe those are all optional devices that aren't really things that they need to follow, and it scares me. So I, I, I bring a book. I pick up the kindergartner. We sit in the car. He plays with toys. And I wait 10 minutes and then I drive away because I don't want to get driven over or under Mm -hmm. or across.
0: You're like me when I go to or when I used to go to concerts and everyone's or or basketball games or whatever. And everyone's rushing to get out of the parking lot. And I'm like, no, let's wait 15 minutes and then I can sit here and
4: be comfortable for five minutes. And then I can walk out without having to stop and be in a smashed crowd. That's right and drive right out the door or right out the gate, or I can stand in lines forever, you know. I I, I choose not to stand in line.
0: I like how you're thinking, Mark. Thanks for calling in. Well, well done, Jeff. He's afraid of white SUVs, and you can take White it, SUVs, uh, man, okay. He's to take you. Mark, Mark on the <laughs> list. 855-340-ZONE, 855-340-ZONE, if you want to be part of the show today. Uh, th- there's a, a, a blog here that says, my mom needs a new car for around $25,000. What should she buy? I thought we could run that by you, Jeff. Uh, the, the, he says, uh, today's Ask TFL is a bit different for most. Uh, to that end, the ti- this time around, I'm kicking the question over to you. My mom is currently looking to trade up from her 2011 Kia Sorento LX after about 120,000 miles, it's been a great car over the past decade. But circumstances have changed. My parents currently have two dogs, but neither is terribly large. And she's looking to downsize while sticking with a crossover. Car payments need to be reasonable. She's looking to spend around $25,000. It, it does need to be all-wheel drive, he says, as they may move back to Colorado. The Sorento was front, front-wheel drive. And ideally, it needs to come with heated seats. Jeff, the and best think, options for low to mid $20,000. I mean, I think,
1: well, you drive. I think probably a Crosstrek would be right in that ballpark. And I think that's just a great option.
0: I was going to say, uh, we, I, ju- I have a friend whose daughter just uh, was deciding between a Hyundai, was it a Kona? Yeah, Hyundai Kona oh. and the Crosstrek. And they went with the Kona, and I was, I was begging them. Uh, Just from my own personal experience and how much we loved our Crosstrek to please reconsider and and really do the the Crosstrek. And lo and behold, they had that car, and this is obviously an anomaly, but still, they had that car about six days and the engine broke, just blew up completely. Seriously? And And it was a brand new, brand new Kona brand new and obviously it's it's an anomaly
1: like low to mid 20s i mean i would i would even recommend a five-door impreza too if you're just looking all-wheel drive and doesn't that's a i mean those are just a great five-door wagon that get you anywhere in the snow and just a great car
0: i was that's another great idea uh our our guy adrian leiser has been driving a five-door impreza for some time and uh, it gets them around in the snow just fine he gets his dogs everywhere they need to be and if it's just this guy's parents and their two little dogs you get that all-wheel drive without the the beef that comes with that's having other. like a yeah, a Forester or Outback. The present
1: Five Door would be a great choice. Was it? Did you enjoy seeing Adrian the other day?
0: Oh, it was so much fun to see Adrian. I miss my guy. I miss him terribly. Uh, he's uh, he's a good guy. You you got a good one there, Adrian Lizer, working for Mark Miller Subaru now, and he's coaching volleyball up at Weber State too, which is great news.
1: Yeah, that's what I hear. That's awesome.
0: Uh, and that's yeah, his that's his great. dream. We're, we're so. lucky
1: to have him. Happy we could get him set up.
0: Uh, I teased something last break uh, while we're waiting for more phone calls. And by the way, if you call in today and share a question, comment, or story with us, you're entered to win a full-service oil change with pickup and drop-off within 20 miles from Mark Miller, Subaru. What was uh, the name of the
1: last
0: caller? Uh, Mark. Mark, that's right, okay. 855-340-ZONE, right. So if you call, you have one in five chance currently of uh, winning that uh, that oil change. 855-340-ZONE. But I teased this uh, last hour, Jeff. I'm not a big concept car guy, mostly because it's all fantasy. Uh, it's, it's never real. Hardly ever. If ever. They never come to be. It's never come to fruition. And it's just kind of a fantasy play. But this story caught my eye. Kyocera. You know Kyocera. They, they make cell phones mostly. Uh, they have a new mobile device that they're playing around with. But it's not a smartphone. It's, uh, it's an autonomous electric car concept with retro style that's packed with futuristic tech, including a virtually transparent dashboard. Yes, the dashboard from driver's window to passenger's window, the complete dashboard. There's no wheel. There's no steering wheel. There's no dials. There's no air vents. It's just one big infotainment screen. That That's not only so weird. not only allows you to you know change the AC, the radio, whatever you're listening to, and it has this little uh, animated assistant named Mobasuke that appears uh, and hovers above the screen to help you. But with a touch of a button, Jeff, it turns into a transparent quote unquote dashboard. What that what that there's a camera, obviously. That then what you're looking at on the dashboard is the road. From the bumper. So you can, you see nothing but road ahead of you. There's no obstruction whatsoever in your view. What do it you think taste, of that idea? I,
1: I think it's a really cool idea. Yeah. It would be really hard to get used
0: to. <laughs> <laughs> well, and obviously it's got to be a fully autonomous vehicle. Uh, which we're we're still decade away, at least from that, in my opinion. But
1: yeah, right. So it's because it'd be too weird as a driver to try and like have your head in the right place where the lines match up perfectly and like.
0: Well, and it's such distracted driving because not only can you have it be the see through dashboard, but you can also then overlay your radio, your movie, your air conditioner, whatever, right there on top of it as well. So it's it's you could not have this with a human driver. It's got to be it, autonomous. I'm looking at the picture of it, it's pretty cool. Right? <laughs> like, yeah. It's really cool. And that's that's why it caught my eye is I usually just roll my eyes at concepts and go, okay, whatever. But this one, I could actually see this happening eventually uh, when we have oh, totally. those fully autonomous vehicles. Kyocera, uh they seem to be a little bit grasping at straws to stay afloat. Yeah. They're not the biggest... Tech builder in the world, uh, but this might keep them in the news a bit and maybe get some uh, stocks going their way. But anyway, a pretty cool idea. The car it has to be
1: autonomous because there's no place for you can't look through a steering wheel,
0: right? And no pedals, uh, as you can tell in those pictures, no brake or gas pedal at all. So, uh, but you know, maybe we're moving that way. And uh, in fact, I, th- I know we're moving that way, it's just how fast are we moving that way? So, you can get
1: a full view of the front of the road when your autonomous car runs you into something.
0: When you run over uh, a pothole, (laughs) you can see it coming and going. Yes. Yes. Absolutely true. 855-340-ZONE, if you'd like to be part of the show and enter to win an oil change, 855-340-ZONE. We've got some other uh, car news, including uh, in the electric world. Tesla has a new nemesis in China, and they think that this one might actually be hurtful to Tesla. Uh, It's a tiny $5,000 electric car made by GM. Uh, It's, what is the name of this thing? The Honglong Mini EV is currently the hottest EV in China, the world's biggest automobile market. Sells of the compact four-seater, beat industry giant Tesla in August with consumers wowed by its tiny price tag. The EV retails... For between 28,800, was it Yon? Yuin How do you say? Yuen. Yuen? Uh which is uh, shy of $4,300 uh, and up to $5,000. Its ability to run for as many as 106 miles on a single charge. Orders exceeded 30,000 units in just 50 days. My favorite is
1: the article the Drive.com has an article on that, that okay. car. And the title of it is This Adorable Four Seater. (laughs) (laughs) How often do you hear cars described as
0: adorable? Is it a a real estate agent that's trying to sell a cottage, uh, a villa? It's just adorable. Look at this little adorable uh, car. (laughs) It looks.
1: That's pretty cool, though. I mean, for a little commuter car in China, that'd be amazing.
0: If that's exactly right, this is the only way I see myself purchasing such a vehicle that goes 106 miles on a single charge for $4,000 is uh, if I live in a big time crowded, uh, congested city or or like you have in China.
1: And one thing you also have to take into account is that in China, they don't have the rules that they have in the (laughs) United States as far as safety. Right. So like the car, it doesn't include
0: airbags. No airbag. It it does have seatbelts though, Jeff.
1: Yeah, it has analog brakes, tire pressure monitoring, rear parking sensors. So, but airbags are two grand to pop. So you can't have a four thousand dollar car with a two grand airbag.
0: Nope, nope. You you got to cut the the fat that's the somewhere. Hard,
1: that's the hardest thing in the United States about building a car under ten thousand dollars is when you just talk safety equipment. You're probably five grand,
0: mm. which is worth it when when you when you do the math in yeah, the long run. Totally, it's why
1: you don't have. Cars on the road like that anymore. It's like what's well, why the lot like the four two and the smart. Like a lot of those cars are just dying in this market. So if some you can't, you can't make cars like that in the U.S.
0: So if someone drivers wanted to, are way too bad. if someone wanted to buy the mini EV in China, they couldn't bring it over here and drive it on our roads. You could not legally drive it on our roads. So and you'd have to get it retrofitted with the airbags and, and such. I believe that would be what would happen. Yeah. You would, you
1: would, you could legally import it into the country.
0: Well, in places like China, which is the, as it said in the article, as we mentioned, the largest EV market in the world, Tesla is not going to like that they've got a of competition there with five thousand uh, dollars. Obviously, it doesn't do the things that Tesla would do, but it'll get you to and from there in the big cities in China. Uh, yes, it will. A friend of the show and a, a great guy, Brian Champagne, he teaches at Utah State. He's a big car guy. Uh, have you, You've met Brian, haven't you?
1: Um, I've talked to him, I think, on the phone. I don't have know if I've met him okay.
0: in He wrote an incredible – he writes from time to time these really cool features for KSL. And I wanted to share this one because it was a, a heartwarming story. We'll get to it on the other side. A mother-daughter connection. Uh, around a beautiful retro car that uh, i want to have in my possession as soon as i can also we'll continue our series of car hacks and and things that you need to get ready uh, that you could do in your own car for literally dollars and we'll get you ready for winter driving with some tips and ideas and i want to run the the ski season coming up by jeff and see what he thinks about traveling and that sort of thing. All up next as we end Utah Car Sense coming up on the other side. You're listening to Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. car sense presented by mark miller subaru i'm austin horton here with jeff miller eric jensen producing for us today your phone calls at 855-340-ZONE everyone that answers the poll questions today or just calls in with a comment question or story is entered to win a, uh, a, a oil change complete with pickup and drop off within 20 miles of mark miller subaru and to that end Thomas waited patiently through the breaks. We'll get right to him. Thomas, welcome to the show.
2: Hey, guys. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Great. Hey, uh, so I need some advice. I've got a situation where I leased a vehicle, and um, my car, it actually got stolen. Oh. And it was, it was gone for a few weeks. And they racked up a ton of miles on it. it ended up, the, the police ended up finding it, and I got it back. And when my lease ended, I traded it in, um, and they traded it over for another vehicle. And then <laughs> I just barely got um, a bill in the mail saying that I owed for the over the mileage that, went, oh, that it went over, <laughs> and so the dealership is now telling me i have to pay that and it was never disclosed to me and i didn't know anything about it so i'm just wondering if that's ever happened to anyone you've ever heard of
0: oh that that's terrible thomas so so yeah
1: so that's a tough one for you thomas so unfortunately when you when you sign a lease you sign a lease for a certain number of miles when you turn it in at the end of that lease they are going to charge you the extra miles As a dealership, they should be telling you that when you traded the car in or turned the car in on lease, that you are going to be paying that mileage penalty when you turn it in, just so you're aware of it. The the interesting thing, though, is, and I don't know how much you can go back and do this now. Did you get anything from your insurance company when it was stolen?
2: Um, I did contact my insurance company, and they said that they didn't cover anything like that.
1: What insurance company is it? Um, state. Yeah, I would work that a little bit because generally, if a car is stolen and it comes back with damage or heavy something that would cause a heavy diminished value, like excessive miles. How many miles would you? Was it was driven? Um, there was uh, there were several thousand. It was like almost
2: four thousand miles.
1: Wow. In two weeks. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. In that yeah. case, generally, a insurance company should be paying you diminished value. On mm-hmm.
0: that stolen vehicle. Okay,
2: okay.
1: That's why you have insurance.
0: Right.
2: Right. Right. That's why. I would go to do, back but... to
1: Allstate and explain the situation of it and ask for some diminished value, and maybe they'll settle and pay your mileage bill. How many miles oh, did you okay. go the lease Um,
2: it went over. I think it was five thousand, something like that.
0: Five so, thousand. So you would have only been about yeah, one thousand over then.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yep. So you had like a seven hundred and fifty dollars mileage penalty, something like that. Yeah, and and there was other damages um, that the insurance company did pay for, like the they had they ended up cutting a bunch of wires in it. I don't know why, but they cut the the wires up above um, in the headliner, and then the the wheels were damaged, like they had uh, curbed the wheels. Oh, and those and a lot of that stuff was covered, but. What's interesting is the mileage the insurance said that they wouldn't pay for, and the tires they wouldn't pay for, but all the other things they said they would. So yeah, it really comes down to the insurance
1: company and how their policy is written. Some are better than others. That's why generally I always recommend to people to not skimp on car insurance. But just because you're getting a lower price doesn't mean like it's a good deal. Mm -hmm. Like go with the best company, not don't go with the best price. But I would I would fight that a little bit. It might be hard if you've already accepted a settlement as far as fixing other things on the car. They might use that to say you already accepted your deal. You're out of luck. But it doesn't hurt to make a phone call and try again.
0: Jeff, I, I'm not a litigious man in nature, but is this something that maybe there's a, a, a section of law that, that an attorney might practice that could help Thomas out on this? Or is Thomas just... At his own yeah, I mean the problem merits. is,
1: I mean your my paying seven hundred and fifty bucks. Like the yeah. amount of money yeah. you're going to spend yeah. on an attorney is going to be way more than that.
0: That's true. I I just but, I mean I that's where it's unfortunately I, mean, I think if an attorney called Allstate. At
1: insurance company yourself and see if you can pull off anything that way. That's your best bet. Yeah,
0: yeah. I just but, but right. I'm going to tell you right now that
1: as far as the retailer, whether they should have told you to. Put the money in. Should, should have told you that you're going to have a mileage penalty, probably. But you don't have any argument against them.
0: That's too bad. Okay. What, and it's yeah. infuriating because it wasn't anything you did, Thomas. That's. I'm so sorry. I know. <laughs> yeah
2: i know that's what's frustrating i, I, I could agree. see if you were calling
0: him yep. being like I, I, if you enjoyed those four thousand miles on that car then yeah i'd be like well it's, it's okay what, what do you want from us but this was someone else doing this to you it's terrible no, and there's
1: and there's nothing worse I, I mean i'll tell you from personal experience i've had a car stolen out of my driveway from my me, and there's nothing worse
0: i apologized always, for doing that it's just
1: horrible to yeah, just, get, I, I, just dealing right. with someone driving and taking i mean someone they destroyed my car and then I got it back. I know. <laughs> At this point, I almost wish that they had taken it and not found it because yes. then I would have just
2: got a check for the, you know, and it would have just been taken care of. But now, yeah, I mean, it's-, it's Unfortunately, it with bad, most stolen sure. cars,
1: I'll tell you right now, as crazy as to the same, with most stolen car situations, you're better off having them not find it.
0: Right. Well, right. Is, <laughs> given, given, even <laughs> aside from value that you might get, given you don't know what they're doing in that vehicle. You have to let your imagination run wild if you dare, but oh, I'd rather you not right. find my car if it gets stolen. Absolutely. Well, good luck, yeah. Thomas, and sorry for that misfortune. All right. You take hey, care. Hey, thanks
2: for your information. Thank you. Thanks, Thomas.
0: Ah, oh, that's terrible. Uh, I've had a car broken into before. I've never had one stolen. How long ago was your car stolen, Jeff?
1: God, it would have been... <sighs> Before, I think the kids probably in 2009, maybe 2010,
0: somewhere in there. How, and you did get it back? Uh, yeah, they drove
1: it. We ended up finding it in a field like a mile from the house.
0: A field? It,
1: yeah, they just had abandoned band. They just went and they definitely had done things in it. Oh, Where they geez. drank and smoked and I mean it was pretty well destroyed and they I had a credit card in the side door that they stole and started using all over the city and brilliant stole, there was a computer in it that they took and it was Did, it was a brutal Were
0: police. they
1: ever caught? Uh yeah they caught them and took them to jail they were caught in Tooele. Okay. and they'd stolen a bunch of cars when they caught them they'd had a key ring with like 15 car keys on it. Yeah, it, all the cars they'd stolen.
0: I wonder the percentage of stolen cars if it's just a one-time joyride versus this is a career uh, habitual and thing d-
1: and dude this is the crazy part of the story the craziest part of my stolen tribeca story is a tribeca back in the day oh, okay. and it was that so when it was recovered we got it back and we were still missing the computer and our baby bag oh we had a baby bag so it must have been 2011
0: i hope there was a dirty diaper in that baby bag I'd hope so, yeah. but they so
1: and we never got any of that back. And so like we got the car back and nothing was left in it, right? Everything had been taken out of it. So we we're like, oh. then about a week later, we get a phone call from a guy, and we've been tracking our credit card getting spent all over the place. So like the cops, but the problem in Utah is that there's like twelve different police stations in Salt Lake County, yes, and none of them talk and none of them talk to each other.
0: Yep. So, so
1: every credit card usage in a different police district is a new police report.
0: Ugh, vomit.
1: Yeah. So get beyond that part of it, but. I end up getting a phone call from some random guy. Actually, no, my one of my sales managers, Ty, got a phone call from some random guy saying, I think I have your laptop. Huh? Because we open it up and it says Mark Miller Subaru on it. Oh wow. And we're like, wait, what? Like, why is that? And he said, well, here's what happened is my car was stolen out of my driveway in the avenues like a week or so ago. They found it. And then they returned the car to me and the entire trunk of the car was filled with stolen goods.
0: Oh my word.
1: And and it was the Toilet Police Department. Didn't look through it, didn't care, didn't do anything. They just gave all the stolen goods back to this guy.
0: Did they even know they were in there? (laughs) The guy told them. They just didn't want to bother with it. Oh, jeez. That's not good. I've been
1: calling around to a bunch of different people that I can identify stuff to give them their stuff back.
0: Wow. What a good smear I went
1: to the the guy's house in the avenues and there he had he didn't have the baby bag, but he had the laptop.
0: Wow, that's what a good guy to seek out the owners of these items. That's Isn't that a lot. Crazy? Of, so he got the laptop time.
1: back from the guy, some random guy in the avenues who also got his car stolen.
0: Wow, unbelievable! And they were using his car as the uh, the cargo hold <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> of the stolen goods. Unbelievable. Uh, we we do have a, a return visitor here on the phone lines 855 340 zone. Our guy, Sarge, has something else to add today. Hi, Sarge. Hey, thanks for having me back. Yeah.
5: Uh, You asked me, the the first question you asked me is what I like the best of the Ascent. Yeah. Uh, The 2016 Outback we bought had the six-cylinder. This one has four cylinders with a turbo. And this car has so much power you, you, it's you know it, it's unbelievable just uh, the force. So the gas mileage is going to be a lot better. Yeah, and the turbo makes it really uh, plenty of more than power than what you need. Wonderful. Uh, there's a few other things that, that is really awesome. Uh The seats are air conditioned and heated. The front yeah. front row. It has a 120 inverter in it. Uh, the second row are bucket seats. It has a, a pad up front the, uh, near the dash where you slide your phone in. You just set your phone in there and it charges it. You don't need a cord. And uh, if it starts raining, your wipers come on all by themselves. <laughs> it, it's, this has got more options than, than any Cadillac would have. And I used to be a Cadillac man. Uh, Jeff knows all about, about
0: that one, and no, that's uh, how
1: we that's how we end up getting started on the radio show. Is trading in his Cadillac, with
0: yeah. All the tech yeah, engine lights. I think Tom Barbary <laughs> used to tease you that it was used as an old rusted planter, not a yeah. not a car, yeah, like, yeah, that's it.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
5: <laughs> and I, I I told I told uh, Jeff that that car is never going to leave the Subaru dealership. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I and,
1: what happened uh, to that car?
0: It, it became What's part that? of the earth. I don't know. I wonder what happened to that
1: <laughs> car. What's that? I wonder what happened to that car.
5: Where it's at. I tracked it down. I <laughs> saw it on a used car lot. Oh, really? <laughs> Did you wow. really?
1: Duff,
5: Duffy's. Duffy's used car lot.
0: I thought it would have yes. been uh, made into soup cans by now. So that's, that's good. <laughs> yeah. All right, Sarge. Prices. Thanks for calling okay. back. Have a good week, friend. Appreciate it. Yeah, that uh, he mentioned the the one hundred and twenty inverter, Jeff, which is a fancy way uh, of uh, car people saying you can plug your laptop Plugged? into things.
1: Yeah, it's a plug. You can plug <laughs> that's your car, but, you're, but that's, it's important. And it is, it. especially that's if you've ever gotten new, uh, back
0: into a car that doesn't have something like that. It's so annoying.
1: Yeah, the new uh, set has a slide tray too, where you can just slide, put your set your uh, yourself on down, and it does the wireless charging.
0: Really. That's wow. into the car. Yeah, that's special. That's amazing. That's yeah, cool. Uh, I'm mad that uh, my Forester doesn't have air conditioned seats. Uh, uh, now I'm now I'm having to think about maybe trading in to, for an ascent just to get air conditioned seats because we've always I know. we've always catered to the cold uh, blooded people. What about us? warm blooded?
1: I am going to clarify what Sarge <laughs> says. They are not air conditioned seats. Uh huh. They're air circulating seats. Ah,
0: okay. It circulates
1: right. air when it's cold. It does not have an air compressor, air conditioning compressor in the seat.
0: Okay, so there's no HVAC system there in the actual seat. There's table. no HVAC
1: system in the seat, but it does make a huge difference in the summer. Uh, uh, well, we need to trademark that
0: then. Air circulating seats is uh, good enough for me, uh, because
1: <laughs> I know it's funny. Actually, um, I moved my wife. She went. She was driving a Touring, but they only make the Touring in the seven-passenger version. And we really wanted an eight-passenger because with three kids, it's nice to have them all in the second row, and so no one's fighting. Mm. And the problem is that they don't make an eight-passenger touring. So the thing she lo- hated losing the most out of every one of the features that's on the touring is the air circulated seats. Mm.
0: Wow, uh, <laughs> I, I, I need everything air-circulating. I, I I sleep hot. I, I don't know how it is. I don't know what I do in my sleep, but I wake up sweating. Uh, it doesn't make any sense to me. I need to. I need something done about that. So get on that, Jeff. Will you?
1: There's plenty of like sleep. You get like a sleep system that like blows air through your sheets. Really? You haven't seen those?
0: No, like a like a, 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 a yeah, vacuum it's got, like, hose. It's like a little
1: thing that goes under the bed that like shoots up air and like puts cold air in your sheets.
0: Okay, I'll have to. Is it on Amazon? I'm sure it is.
1: Um, everything's on Amazon.
0: Amazon be bed. Air conditioner. <laughs> <See that? laughs> yep, the Bed Jet 3, cooling, heating, and climate control. Wow. Christmas See, list made. About. Wonderful. Uh, 855-340-ZONE if you want to be part of the show. 855-340-ZONE. Jeff, we're expecting uh, some winter weather to begin this weekend uh, and into next week. Before we get into our annual winter driving tips and uh, safety uh, kit uh, checklists, you're a a skier. You like to go up onto the resort and and check things out. We talk about the transportation problem up the canyons all the time. What kind of season are you expecting amid a pandemic up there, though? I think, I mean,
1: there's going to be a lot less people allowed to ski at a time. So if you, you gotta you're gonna to have to be able to plan ahead a lot better in the ski world where you're gonna to have to make reservations and have season passes and you can't just show up and get a ticket and go in the resort. But with the limited number of people there, like the days you can get there and you can, you are able to ski, it's going to be really nice with less people on the mountain.
0: Right, that's exactly what I was thinking too. Is a silver lining of the times is if you're into winter recreation, you're going to have a lot of empty space to carve the mountain up. Hopefully we get a lot of good powder this season. We Last year, I seem to remember, was a particularly great year uh, as far as uh, snow levels up there, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it was an incredible year.
0: Yeah. So hopefully we get that. It, the tourism industry has been hit hard. Uh, by the pandemic, obviously, and uh, none so more uh, relies on on tourism than, than the winter weather here in Utah, and so we need to make sure we have a good season. But if you are uh, unfamiliar or need a, a refresher on how to best drive in winter, what's your first piece of advice, Jeff, for people as we get ready for the winter weather here?
1: For the vast majority of people, slow down. <laughs> Like, it doesn't matter if you have all-wheel drive; the brakes are the same. <laughs> <laughs> you it's still such need, a simple concept.
0: You still need, uh, you actually you need several times more the space of stopping, uh, safely on the wet roads. Absolutely, right, uh,
1: that's the that would be the one hundred percent biggest one I would ever say.
0: Which would be tied into what uh, the the uh, the national websites tell us is the first thing is to check your tires. Uh, your brakes could be doing great, but if your tires are bald, you're not stopping anywhere soon. Uh, Yeah, that's
1: the biggest thing we're doing right now is 54-point checks, checking brakes, checking tire depths. That's the thing I recommend for most people going into winter is that you want to check those two things. Check your brake levels, check your tire levels, make sure they're ready for wintertime.
0: If you can see Lincoln's head on that penny sticking out of those treads, you need new tires. Right? It's the old penny check. Uh, and uh, there's some great deals right now around town on tires, snow tires, whatever. You would recommend? Uh, what is your take on snow tires? Obviously, if you're in an all-wheel drive, maybe that's not the way to go. But if you're, let's say, our friends out there driving around the two-door Civics, would you recommend getting snow tires on that? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I
1: recommend if you're driving an all-wheel drive car. Like I rarely recommend anybody buying Subarus to get snow tires. A like, good all-weather tire with an awesome all-wheel drive system. of what you'll do is great. If you're going backcountry, you're going to go off paved roads, you're going to go live in Park City, you live in the canyons, then, yeah, you probably want some snow tires. But for 95% of normal driving, I have never put snow tires on one of my cars.
0: Yeah. The the second bit of advice is they say check the condition of your windshield wipers uh, and uh do so frequently, not only at the first of the season, but sometimes you'll get those ice crystals on there as your car is parked in the winter, and it'll tear that uh, rubber piece off the, the wiper, and then suddenly you can't see in a storm. So check your but Make your sure wipers. you're filled
1: with um, – it's never a bad idea to have an extra couple of bottles of windshield wiper fluid yes. in your garage or in the back of the car.
0: Yes, and make sure you because get the – One of the easiest the, the, things
1: to fix on your car is to refill your windshield wiper fluid.
0: Yeah, and make sure you get the cold temperature one. It's a really one.
1: dangerous thing to run out of that.
0: Exactly. And the cold temperature one, then you don't have to worry about it it cracking or freezing uh, while it sits in the the container. Uh, So that's the third one. Make sure your windshield washer fluid is is full. I had that happen to me last, uh, I don't know, two winters ago where a big old semi drove by and threw up this big muddy slush onto my uh, windshield. And I wiped it off with the wipers, but it left these mud streaks that were blocking my my uh, view. And I was out of fluid. So I had to pull over and stop at a gas station to <laughs> get fluid. Uh, so make sure you have uh, enough fluid in the tank as well as maybe an extra bottle in the, in the trunk. Don't forget the basics. Get the oil changes, obviously. Uh, check your air filters is a big thing. And maybe throw in a box of granola bars and a, a pack of water in the trunk
1: yeah it just has some safety equipment your thing and it's, it's never especially when there's gonna be bad weather and I always laugh because I joke with my wife about this because she is the queen of she's not listening so I'm not gonna get into too much trouble <laughs> but she is the queen of running a gas gauge down to its absolute bitter
0: end uh, she likes to <laughs> she likes to tempt fate does she I don't know
1: if she has ever filled up a, a car with gas that didn't have the light on. <laughs>
0: In her entire life, I can't do that, man. I, it, no, I, I, I can't at all. Like, that light comes on, it's like, Where's the next it? station?" When I she's get like, to, no. she's like, No, you've got like 30 miles left. I <laughs> when I, I get to, to, uh, like when I get to half a tank, I start to worry. Uh, I have right? to pull in and fill that baby up.
1: And that's that... the funny thing in my plug in the, my plug-in I'm driving right now, I'm so used to it a quarter tank just being like, Okay, guys, we go fill up my car. Like, I need to get it filled up. And, a quarter tank on that car is 250
0: miles. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Hey, uh, before we break for the week, Jeff, I wanted to share this feel-good piece from Brian Champagne. I teased it, and I want to make sure we get it in. Uh, he writes for KSL. He teaches at Utah State. He's a, he's a good guy, and he's a car guy. And he wrote this piece uh, titled Mother-Daughter Connection Puts the Ma in Camaro. And I wanted to share this with you. It's not uncommon, he says, for parents to bequeath a car to their children. A mom leaving her daughter one as as cool as a 75 Camaro is as rare as a 75 Camaro in beautiful condition. But when Sue Davidson graduated from college in 1975, her father offered to buy her a car. She asked for a pickup with a camper so she could take road trips. And he said no. No. I'm not doing that. So they settled on a silver Camaro with a 350 engine, which they had to order. Davidson took the Camaro on numerous road trips and used it as a daily driver. But in 1976, Sue got married, and in 77, her small family moved from Idaho to Sitka, Alaska. The Camaro made the trip up the Alkin Highway, which was gravel. At the time, the family later moved to a town north of Anchorage where their third child was born. The Camaro got a fresh paint job in 79. Now that it was out of Sitka, where it was so well or so wet, rather, that crackers don't stay crunchy. <laughs> Davidson became a pilot doing deliveries, air taxi service, civil air patrol rescue work and flying float planes. She passed away in 2016 and she wanted her daughter, Heather Mortensen, to have the Camaro Camaro. So it was shipped to her in Logan. Shortly after the Camaro arrived, Mortenson and her brother were cleaning it up, and a place at her home in Logan, a place where aircraft are rarely seen. When a small plane flew overhead, they called it a message from their mother that she was okay with the Camaro's new home. Many Camaros of that era got hot rodded and cut up by folks thinking they were making improvements, but this one was left alone, garaged, and only driven in the summers. In 40 years, it racked up fewer than 80,000 miles. The paint is in great shape. The interior original, except for a modern stereo that replaced the original eight-track player. They've added headers and exhaust and period correct Cragger wheels. Um, or Kragger, Kragger wheels. Mortensen got it insured and replaced the Alaska plates with a reference to the Camaro's reputation and David's Davidson's pilot work. The vanity plate said "It flies," and they'll, <laughs> I they'll love be it. Po- posting that up somewhere in their home. Uh, Daily driving is not on the list. Davidson will keep the Camaro pristine as it waits to be passed on to her teenage daughter. And over her son's complaint, he gets to drive her 85 Chevy pickup. The Camaro (laughs) will continue the chain going from mother down to daughter. Pretty cool story, right?
1: That's a great story, Brian. Well done.
0: Well done. Yep. Jeff, uh, well done by you. Uh, Good, good show today and excited to have uh, another show next week.
1: Yeah, great to be back. Should we pick a winner?
0: Let's pick a winner. We had one, two, three, four, five callers today. And they're looking for a lucky number there between one and five, Eric. Let's go four. Four. Jeff, you have them randomly on your paper. Who's number four? Four was going to be Alan, who was uh, dusting his Crosstrek in the (laughs) garage. Yeah, Uh, yeah, he was waxing his wife's car last year, dusting the Crosstrek this year. And uh, he was afraid of a certain type so of Adams truck. Winner. If you contact our
1: marketing department, they can set them up for that.
0: All right. That's Jeff Miller. Uh, if people need you, Jeff, how do they reach you?
1: They reach me. I'm real easy. You can find me at either one of our two locations, 3535 South State in South Salt Lake, or 109 South in South Sound Auto Mall, where you can reach me directly at jeffm at markmiller.com.
0: He's Jeff Miller for Eric Jensen behind the glass. I'm Austin Horton. We'll see you next week on Utah Car Sense.